Hey friends, are you unsure of what to say on social media or what to even send in your weekly emails? Well, what if creating content could be easy? Would you be looking for a shortcut to creating consistent content? Yes, consistent content, because you know consistency is key. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone when you feel like you're struggling on what to post or what to write in emails. And we know that you have that product part of your business down. But as you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that to get more people to your products, to buy your products, you need to create great content. Oh, I know, I see. I keep saying content, and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they want to create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy, they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sitap, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. And introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my poofy-sleeved co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So, you know we don't live in the same place, everyone, like Iowa and New Jersey, but we both are wearing poofy sleeves today. Uh-huh. So, for all of you wearing poofy sleeves out there, you know that you got the memo. And you got the memo. apparently our special guest did not... <laughs> but we're willing to let it fly. But today we have a very special guest and she's wearing <laughs> non-poofy sleeves, but it's she super is super cute, super cute and amazing. And she has a product that you all will just fall in love with. Yes. We'd love to welcome Anna Lozano. She is a Canadian entrepreneur, the co-founder of Love Powered Co., a business coach, and she's raising two mindful, mindful girls in Kelowna, British Columbia. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I didn't get the memo on the sleeves, but this is my lucky leopard sweater. It is so cute though. Let me tell you. Um, So super side note, as we follow you on social media, I am so inspired by and jealous of how you raise your two mindful girls and the fact that they sit down and meditate and do the things you tell them to do because my children do not listen to me. They do. Knock it off. (laughs) <laughs> now I'm like, you guys, let's meditate or like, let's listen to this. Or, you know, I'm trying to get them to be mindful and they're like, oh, mom, like I roll, leave me alone. So just so impressive. Like, how do you, 
how did you get them to listen to you? I get that. I love that. Well, honestly, and that really ties into the story of the company because our intention creating this product was to raise our kids on the foundation of mindfulness and on gratitude and kindness and all those good things. And so they've really been raised with it. So now it's non-negotiable, right? Because since eight months old, I've been reading affirmations to them. We've been choosing our cards. It kind of became an activity and it became a habit really quickly. So now when I'm like, mommy's got this new tool. So I just got this meditation headset from BrainTab and they love it. They put it on and then I kind of distract them by putting crystals on them, like a little bit of Reiki energy and they love it. And the goal is, you know what? You're three years old. You're going to meditate for three minutes. You're five years old. You're going to meditate for five minutes. And so it's, you know, it takes that practice and consistency, but it's just become a, like what we do, who we are. Right. And it was very much part of your daily practice. So it was, I was probably trying to calm them down and be like, okay, guys, put the crystals on, lay down and meditate. And you, it was just part of I don't have enough crystals. (laughs) And then everywhere around our house, there's crystals, right? So it's just what we do and it, and then they're used to it now. So that's really what it is. It is that practice. (laughs) Amazing. And just the awareness too. Uh, Yesterday, my daughter had to get a shot. She always goes through a traumatic thing because of her having to had to do a lot of blood work in her life. And before she would scream her head off. And then I realized that I've never actually helped her breathe through things. Mm -hmm. So, um, one of the nurses, since I'm scared of needles too, is like, all you have to do is breathe in and then breathe out slowly. That's the key breathe out slowly. So I told her this practice, right? Okay. We're going to get this shot. You just breathe in and you breathe out slowly. And she was able to calm herself down and she did not cry or scream. And I was like, what is happening? Well, it took a little bit of bribery, but the bribery alone does not work because I've tried that before, you know? Right. So it was amazing. Well, and and think about <laughs> it for us as adults, right? Like how much can we do with breath work? Like I think about, uh-huh. you know, going through two C-sections and really using breath work when they're sticking that massive needle mm-hmm. in your back, like it was breath work. Or when I go and do a cold plunge, it's breath work, right? Yeah. Like it's there's so much. So we have to teach them that as well, which is a beautiful example. Right. Oh yeah. And, I did. Uh, I did. I would just, just hold my breath. That creates more anxiety and more tension. And then it goes downhill. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I mean, and we just, both of our kids just got vaccines and my daughter like screamed, like bloody did murder, she? couldn't breathe. Oh my God. And I looked at her and I was like, the other kids are not going to get shots. <laughs> So I used guilt. Maybe that's maybe also not the breath work way, but okay. So you are a co-founder of Love Power Co. And that's with your co-founder, Lindy said. And so tell us a little bit about the actual products um, that you guys sell and how, how it came to be like your origin story. Yeah, of course. So 2016, Lindy and I were sitting in my basement and we were just, we're talking about our own personal growth journeys. We had been doing personal development, you know, going to Tony Robbins seminars, reading the books, doing our own, you know, journaling and affirmations. And we realized how transformative it was in both of our lives. So Lindy had actually healed her um, anxiety through affirmations and through mindfulness. For me, it was more of a self-empowerment tool. So going from corporate to entrepreneurship and just self-motivating affirmations for me became this tool for self-motivation. And so we're sitting in our basement in my basement and our little kids running around. I mean, Maya was eight months old. 
I didn't have my second. Lindy's kids were four and six, I believe. And we're like, wow, look at these magical clean slate humans. Like what if we raised them on affirmations? What if we raised them on mindfulness and gratitude? Like what would their futures look like? Um, I know that when we're adults in our, you know, late twenties, thirties, we start to do the work. We get into personal development. We do all of the reprogramming, we the recoding. But what if they were just raised on this? What if they had these tools that they could leverage when life gets hard? And so we started Googling affirmations for kids. We started, you know, looking really into it. And what we had envisioned, something that was very beautiful, approachable, really for like the blogger mom who maybe wasn't doing affirmations, but she would purchase it because it's beautiful. And it kind of would be that gateway into this practice that has so much potential and power behind it. And so really from that basement conversation to nine months, we launched our business with Kickstarter, um, August, 2017. And so that foundation of initially why it was created has held true. And both of our families, I mean, this is what we do on a daily. We practice these tools and I see, I see it, you know, it's not like they don't have tantrums or they don't have big emotions or they don't have things come up, but it's how we deal with it. That really has been because of the tools that we introduced to our families, like when they were little. I love it. Um, if you all get her package, the Love Powered Co. cards on there in the front, it says affirmation, connection, repeat. And I love that it's just, you know, it just shows you the it, making it a habit and mm -hmm. a practice and a way of life, essentially. And I wanted to read this because I think it's so powerful. Um, so in the card that initially comes with it, it says, The truth is that you have the power to shift your state, to love yourself fully to know your worth and to live your best life within you and always available, always available to you is the power of love, the power of courage, the power of brilliance, the power of determination, the power of your own unique self. Sometimes you may feel disconnected from this truth. Sometimes you just need a little reminder. And so it's, it's basically the ethos of this entire you know, life and, um, state that you are trying to get to. And it, it, it's a beautiful thing. I think it's just Thank an incredible you. thing. And I had legit goosebumps. Like I haven't <laughs> read that because I'm not sitting there and reading, you know, the intro card, but like, I legit have goosebumps. <laughs> like you're reading and that's what it embodies, you know? And so, uh -huh. Oh, thank you for that. What a moment. <laughs> I think it's so powerful what you're saying in terms of one, you, when you came up with this idea, you, you know, it was the core of your being, which was being positive affirmations, meditation, all, all of that, but that you knew in order to enter this market and this market space, you really identified. Cause a lot of times our students are like, I make anything and I can sell these to everyone. And you, of course, there's all the parents out there, all the moms out there, but you got really niche down to thinking I wanted to go for the Instagram mom, which if you're not aligned with Instagram or like, I wish, but my house does not look like the Instagram mom. Like, I don't think I could come out with a product for the Instagram mom because it's just not me either. Um, but you knew who that was. You knew how to market to her. You knew what she wanted and you aligned with that. And so that is something I want all of you to realize is that no matter who, who you're selling to, it does not have to be people on Instagram or the Instagram mom or influencer. It's really being very precise on who's going to buy it or why they're going to buy it. Because other people like Nina and myself, um, I know everyone thinks like we're like the ultimate influencers, but believe it or not, we're not. 
<laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> like, how do we take a picture? But um, but we still will buy it. So if you think about your key customer, right, the, the ideal customer, but then there's variations of that customer that just kind of uh, radiate out from that person. And so you will still scoop up a lot of customers. Um, so I love that you said that. And then what me and I read too, you know, it was just like pulling in the right people. Yeah. Yeah. And you nailed it because it truly can be for everybody. Right. But I feel like from that initial ideal customer avatar, we have really just been true to them and speaking to them from the very beginning, because, you know, when we look at ourselves, we have one foot in woo land, like the crystals, you know, all of that. But we also have our you know, we're in the land of Instagram and we love beautiful and meaningful things. And another thing for us is we always have reminders. So when I'm looking at my house, there's inspirational quotes and, you know, affirmations on post-it notes. So that those reminder tools were very important to us. And so it's like, okay, well, how do we marry the two? And also in 2017, when we launched the company, when we asked, I remember we were doing a pop-up at Pottery Barn. And we'd be like, hey, would you like to choose an affirmation card? Do you know what affirmation cards are? And people would just like look at us like deer in headlights, like no idea. And so that over time has also evolved. The mindfulness space, which is part of the wellness space, I mean, has just grown immensely over the last five years for several reasons, right? So yeah, it's been fascinating to watch that transition, but we wanted, we've been super clear on who we're, we're speaking to and have never swayed away from that. Always true to that ideal customer avatar, which at the end of the day is us. Like we're speaking to ourselves, which is always the easiest to market to. Mm-hmm. So tell us more about where your journey has come. So you started with Kickstarter. How did it go on Kickstarter? Oh, it was, it was mind blowing. It was mind blowing because we reached our goal within the first 18 hours and we didn't set a massive goal. Like this was like, okay, let's see, no matter what, we're going to launch this product. No matter what, if we print 3000 units and no one buys them, we will have affirmation cards for our friends and family for the rest of eternity. So we said, okay, 18 hours, we reached our goal by the end of the 30 days, we doubled it. So that first was huge. We had reached out of our warm market. So we had orders from Singapore, from Italy, from, I mean, US, Canada. So it was fascinating. And it gave us that social proof that yes, this is a product that people are interested in. The interesting thing also was that from August until January, we were just selling our vision because we didn't go to manufacture until Kickstarter ended. And then it takes, you know, three months on average, maybe not when you're in a global pandemic, which no one could have predicted. Um, (laughs) It takes about three months from order to get the product. And so we were selling the vision of affirmations of this beautiful, mindful and meaningful product. And so our, um, I just remember this so clearly, our palettes started to arrive in January, you know, we're in snow, like it is freezing in Canada, we're like getting all the orders out, like from Christmas to January, we had 1000s and 1000s of units to ship out. And it was just so exhilarating. And then from that, I mean, we started we had a really big goal of number one, growing e commerce business through Shopify, and then two, getting strategic retail partners. Now, hindsight 2020, the retail partners really were 
such a huge asset throughout the pandemic, you know, because so many things shifted and turned, but having both of these areas, so we're not just e-com, we do have a large retail presence um, in Canada. And I mean, the US market is still open. I mean, to be in Barnes and Noble or Target, like that's, you know, what we're working on daily. But anyways, both of those. Um, and then throughout the year, as we launched our kids product, mom started saying, well, do you have anything for me? Do you have affirmations for myself that I can practice. I'm loving the kids. They're impacting me as well as I'm reading them, but I want something from me. So then a year later, we launched Love Powered Femme as well as uh, Love Powered Teens because teens is another market that it's been hard to focus on because through our social, we don't necessarily speak to the mom of teens, but we know the benefit that this product can have when used properly as a teenager. So I mean, you're telling me I have a preteen. <laughs> I mean, I have a you have a <laughs> I'm starting to feel it already. How old? <laughs> she, she's, <laughs> excuse me. She's 11 years old. Um, and it's, we're in that weird space of her, of her learning who she is and me yeah. feeling like, okay, this is a lot of emotions, but at the same time, I'm reminding myself that I want her to be independent, but at the yeah. same time, I want to hold her so closely too. So it's a weird space to be in. Let me tell you. <laughs> and, and hormones and emotions, it kind of yeah. brings you back to like toddler years. You're like, I thought I was out of these. <laughs> it feels like just consistent probably. Um, and, and for you, as you're growing your business, the fact that these moms of littles are going to grow up and they're going to be teens eventually. So it's also, if people, other families are integrating Love Powered Co into their, their family's dynamic, it would be very helpful to keep using the card. So exactly. it's just, they can grow with them. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. So, so you did Shopify. Um, did you all have an audience before? Cause you know, you guys have a, a large following on the company and, and you as well. And so did you have a, an audience or did you really mm -hmm. kind of build your audience through Kickstarter? Like how did, how did you initially start to have sort of warm people to sell to? Yeah, that's a great question. No, I mean, our account started at zero and same with our personals. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have that audience, but it's beautiful how much of our business has been organic. Um, obviously with, you know, online advertising and ads and my husband does do digital marketing, it's just gotten very expensive over the last few years. And so when you're looking at a physical product, that's $42.95, there is not a huge amount of, you know, wiggle room for, for paying ads that are way overpriced right now. And so what's been incredible is just the love and passion and feedback and reviews and testimonials and, you know, referrals. And we've, it's really turned into a gifting product as well. So a lot of our repeat customers are purchasing for gifts, for baby showers, for birthdays, um, et cetera, et cetera. So it just kind of snowballed. And so I know when people talk about right place, right time, I mean, there's been a ton of work behind the scenes, but it has also at the same time been a very timely product. When we look at the mental health crisis, when we look at the wellness industry, booming, meditation, booming, you know, this is a part of it. It's a tool of, of it in itself. And so we're very fortunate with that. So no, we weren't like big names or influencers. I mean, I don't even think we are to this day, but like it, it, it wasn't a, okay, we're starting. Cause we have this, this, this foundation. It was like, let's get out there. We spent a lot of money at the beginning to grow that brand awareness that, you know, year one and two, the focus was let's grow the brand. I see. And then can you tell us a little bit more about your background and your, um, and Lindy's background, because you said you came from corporate, but what did you do in corporate mm -hmm. and what did she do before? 
Yeah. So both Lindy and I were corporate sales and marketing. So we come with that, but within this business, it's beautiful how we all just like, we fell into our roles. So I do the sales and marketing and she's the creative behind it. So all of the words you read on the cards, all of our Instagram posts, like it is her beautiful, magical words. And so it's really, it's fascinating because our backgrounds are very similar but we just naturally fell into the roles that we're so passionate about within this company. And it works so well because, you know, I'm not checking in on her, like, how's that going? Or she's not checking in on me. Like, obviously we look at, Hey, how are you doing overall? But it's not like micromanaging. It's like, we trust each other in each other's roles. So it's been incredible in that sense. Amazing. Do you have a team? Uh, we have a team. We have our, obviously our whole team of manufacturing partners. We have a fulfillment house, which within a year's time, we outgrew our basement operations, which was like, when you're shipping, thank you. (laughs) When you're shipping for like half the day, you're like, okay, this does not work. Now, fulfillment and shipping is extremely expensive. I mean, you guys are in the States and Canada. It's, it's expensive. Yeah, it is. You know, if we didn't have that, there would be a lot more you know, money coming in, but it is a saving grace, right? Because who has time to do that um, once you've outgrown it? So we have that, we have our illustrator, our graphic designer, we have an incredible team of individuals um, supporting us. But when we're on social, it's us behind the scenes, you know, we're the ones replying to our, you know, Instagram customers, we're the ones that are responding to the customer service emails, like it's still very, you know, touch point to the customer because we do love that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, fulfillment is one of the, we were just talking earlier about our masterminders and we're like, one of the things that they should stop doing is fulfilling their own orders. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know it takes so much time. It takes a lot of time and it gets it, you getting you into that higher level strategic place where like you said, both of you have leaned into your superpowers or what you're good at versus needing to be in the basement shipping orders because yay, the <laughs> orders have come. So sometimes people will hire. We always say people, you know, especially makers, either you hire a someone to help you with production or someone with fulfillment. So you're already doing production as a like manufacturing them. And then the fulfillment side, you quickly figured out a way, not hiring and keeping it in your basement, mm-hmm. but then getting a fulfillment company so that you all could continue to grow the business. Exactly. And focus on that zone of genius, because Mm -hmm. that definitely was not it. Like the products need to get out. But even, you know, I know the transition most uh, some makers do, let's say Tuesday, Thursday becomes their shipping day. But that's two Mm -hmm. days out of the week that you're not focused on, you know, scaling your brand, focusing on sales, getting creative, right? So there is that sweet spot where it just needs to happen. Yeah. And you usually start out there, but I, I do believe that shipping is the easiest thing to hire out for because it's the one that can be taught to just about anybody. So you want to hire out things that are repeatable, you know, illustratable and, um, teachable, you know, so shipping is one of those things, even far more than even production is, um, because usually there's production, there's things you have to teach people that are for yourself only. So I'm glad that you have that with the experts, the fulfillment people that are really doing it, they know how to get things into the hands of your customers. Um, So you have talked about, you know, being for that blogger mom, the Instagram mom, Instagram mom, what, uh, where are the, where do you sell? Like what, what makes up your revenue streams? If you're willing to share that, I should have asked that first beforehand of, you know, where are your customers coming from aside from Instagram? Yeah, of course. Um, So we do have, I don't know if you know, Indigo. So Indigo is one of our biggest retail partners in Canada. And, you know, they're a nice big chunk of our revenue. And um, 
at the same time, we have tons of boutiques across the country, Canada, US, who, you know, their quantities, their MOQs are much smaller than an indigo, but they're consistent and they get those, you know, repeat orders in. Um, the other thing that's been fantastic over the last, actually this year, is our collaboration with Jillian Harris. So collaborations have become just such a beautiful component of our business. So the journal that you were holding up, we co-created with with Jillian for the Jilly box. Um, but it was just such a beautiful entry to all these individuals who received the Jilly box, 15,000 of them who might not have known our brand before. So they now received this journal and set of pens and said, okay, well, what else is this company creating? Right? So it was also another gateway opportunity to introduce our brand to, and she targets also the blogger moms, the moms who just love beautiful things and you know, in that, in that, in our niche space. So that was an incredible opportunity. And then of course our Shopify store. I mean, like I said, it's been very organic over the last few years. We do have, you know, ads that are running behind the scenes, but the amount of money we used to spend on ads in year one and two to raise that brand awareness is not right now. We decided to go lean in 2020 just because of where, you know, the world is today in e-commerce. So tons of organic, tons of repeat, and then some ads running behind the scenes strategically. Um, you know, haven't done a market in like three years, but it was also a fantastic way. I know, right? It was a fantastic way to meet people at the same time, extremely exhausting. <laughs> so it's like the other thing that was so huge for us in 2020 was going to be our blowout year when it came to speaking engagement. So we have a beautiful conversation when it comes to mindfulness and raising the next generation of mindful leaders. So we had an event book to speak next to Gabby Bernstein. We had an event booked next to the Birds Papaya, and they were all canceled because of the no. pandemic. I was like, <laughs> oh, like you know. So a lot of different creative ways where we're just not dumping money into ads and seeing like where does it go? Where's the ROI? But we've just been out there looking at events, speaking engagements, um, retailers. Um, like I said, we don't do many markets, but getting really creative and getting the brand out there and known. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we, this is, these are pillars that we teach to too. Like we call it pop marketing, which is, you know, um, paid organic and partnerships. And it sounds like, I mean, you definitely had a luck being married to someone who understands Facebook ads, right? So that was like an initial sort of, you were able to lean into that and do your paid marketing, but we all all of us, including us, you know, took a hit with Facebook and the algorithm and all the changes in ads. And so we all had to really go back to our roots of organic, um, which you do. And then the partnership, which it sounds like your partnership marketing is something that has really grown the brand. So whether it's Jillian Harris, or um, we were talking before the call about how you've sponsored different events with your product. Um, so people out there that are listening are thinking, okay, well, she has something she can speak on, right? Um, mm -hmm. She has a product that backs it up, but you all have superpowers. You all have really cool things you can talk about. There are ways to sponsor opportunities or create partnerships. So I love this in the way of just realizing that. And, and our signature course is multi-stream machine, which we're going to talk to you about after, um, but it's about multiple streams of revenue. And that's something that you have built into your business and also multiple streams of visibility, which is something that you've built into your business. So you can all see how not only did they like get Kickstarter, which was visibility, even though it's sales, it's very much a marketing play as well. Mm -hmm. And then through 2020, when things kind of went down in a different way, you were still able to lean forward 
and keep it going because you were diversified in a lot of different ways. Exactly. So we had chosen to diversify. I mean, we didn't put all of our eggs in the Shopify basket, right? So exactly what you said, there's just been so many different ways. I mean, podcast interviews, right? Another free tool where you can um, expose the brand, but you need to have the right conversation. So for us, when being on podcasts, we never talked about, it wasn't to talk about the actual like product that we're selling. It was like the conversation behind it, whether it's a female founder conversation or mindfulness for kids. Right. So it's like finding out like, what is the story? Like you're not there to pitch a product, but what is the story behind the product and how can you get to events and speaking engagements? How can you get on the podcast? Um, because there's so many ways that you can do it organically, which I'm a huge fan of like the more money that can stay in the company and we can do in such fun ways. Like these are all so fun as well. Right. Yes, definitely. I mean, business is a mix of fun and craziness, I would say. Um, yes. And, <laughs> um, and, you know, especially with the thing that Jacqueline and I love to teach is really leaning into the bestsellers. It does sound like your bestseller is the children's cards because you came out with them first and that's kind of what you're becoming known for. And then you've expanded out to the mom's cards because it's the same customer. Is that true? Or is that, am I catching that right? You're close, but it's so fascinating because we just did our numbers and this, the Femdeck is our bestseller in 2021. Yeah, so that's you, amazing. Yeah. First of all, I'm you clapping started. for knowing your numbers. Okay. <laughs> Way to go, product boss. <laughs> hey friends, are you unsure of what to say on social media or what to even send in your weekly emails? Well, what if creating content could be easy? Would you be looking for a shortcut to creating consistent content? Yes, consistent content, because you know consistency is key. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone when you feel like you're struggling on what to post or what to write in emails. And we know that you have that product part of your business down. But as you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that to get more people to your products, to buy your products, you need to create great content. Oh, I know, I see. I keep saying content, and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they want to create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy, they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. Started with littles, right? So you you started, okay. So everyone, again, as we're kind of going through this journey, this amazing business is like, you were really niche down and you thought we're going for the moms, but moms buy for the children. It's going to be the Instagram moms. It's going to be beautiful. And it's going to be for children. You launched it and it put you on the map because it was different, right? Because there's so many affirmation cards for adults. And then what was cool about it is then you decided to come out. How long did you run the littles for until you did the mom? One year. So since we launched, yeah, it was one year after we launched the teens and the fun. Okay. So you had data and you thought, and you had customers you could sell to again. And so you went back to them and you're like, Hey moms, now we have something for you. And they were already using them in their families. And and you were also hearing from them that they wanted it. And it wasn't just one person that told you to make (laughs) 
the fem cards, it right? Wasn't just one person. Because <laughs> a lot of times we have students that You're are like, everyone's uncle. asking for this. And we're like, how many people is everyone? And they're like, That's two. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. No. And you know what? And that was the biggest blessing for us with Kickstarter. Cause we're like, oh my gosh, is it going to be our friends and family? Like, is uh-huh. my mom going to buy a thousand units, you know? <laughs> but thankfully, like, we're like, whoa, Italy, like, whoa, Australia, you know, like these things happen. And it was just, again, a lot to do with timing. I mean, I'm not trying to take away from the hustle because there's a lot of intention and hustle, obviously, right. But we're speaking to our people who, if they're putting a product out there, likely they're working their tails off. So um, yeah, a lot of the timing in the space of the movement in the space and the growth of, of this, of, of our niche. And uh, oh gosh, I had something good to say now. I can't remember, but I'll let you. Oh, right, right. So no, it just wasn't like our uncle and our aunt who's like, you got to create the fun. But the other interesting thing that happened and, and in talks of diversifying um, you know, your channels of, of distribution, your tails, channels of sales is Indigo came to us um, just, was it a few months after we got into Indigo and they said, we want to expand this category. So how can you help us expand this category? And so did you receive the mini decks as well? I don't think we did. did not. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I will send those through. So the mini decks for kids um, initially was Indigo's doing and saying like, how can you help us create, you know, expand this category? So we created um, mini decks for kids. So one is gratitude, one is mindfulness, and one is connection. I'll send those through. They're so beautiful. And so they're half size of the original box set, but it was them asking for more product. And those are, you know, they are doing incredible as well. So I was getting our, you know, relationship built with them. Obviously, you guys know, as you get into a big retailer, that's where the relationship starts. It's not like, woo, I'm at Indigo. I'm going to sit back. Like, heck no, you, that's where the work starts. So we did a lot of work with our community, our email list, our socialist visiting stores and really creating hype. So rather than sending people to our website, we were sending people to Indigo because we're like, we need this relationship to be on fire for them to reorder. Right. And so like the whole campaign of launching with Indigo was such a blast. And it was so successful that this is, you know, three years in it's flowing and rolling. We just got a PO yesterday. And so, um, with them asking for the mini decks, it was kind of like a repeat. It took us obviously months and months to create the product within a year. It was in store with them. And again, creating that campaign around it, getting people to purchase from them, getting them to sell out so they can reorder. So it's been, yeah, it's been absolutely incredible with that. And I mean, we're waiting for, not that we're waiting, but we're seeding our big retail partners in the States because it's a massive opportunity. I mean, they have, they're in the States, so it's getting in front of their buyer here. Yeah, it is. New Jersey, right? Yes. I'm going to take you there when I take you to the mall tomorrow, Mina. (laughs) Can you guys peek if it's there? Because it's supposed to be at the New Jersey store. Okay. I am. It's, I'm not kidding. I, I mean, this is me living in the suburbs of New Jersey. Like when I'm by myself and feeling lonely, I go to the mall (laughs) (laughs) California pizza kitchen reminded me of being in LA and then but Indigo is one of my new favorite stores I know it's a big box store but just the way that they've set it up the different the different areas like there's a gifting area there's still the book area which I really do I love the way they actually have their their book area set up and then the children's area it's a huge area of like kids books kids toys it just really feels different than 
I know our toy store now is like Target, but but when we're talking big box, not all of our small businesses. Um, so yes, we will go look for it. Um, so when they came up with the idea of the minis, was it because they wanted a different price point? Were you pulling out what people loved in the bigger deck? I'm curious why they they took a product that you had and then made more products more or less out of it, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we had a great relationship with our buyer. She loved working with us. And so it was for them, Indigo, just wanting to expand that category of, of kids um, uh, wellness. So the kids, so we're in the kids wellness um, category. And for us, we kind of sat back. Really, it was up to us. Like, what did we want to create? And um, of course, we wanted a lower price point as well, which mm -hmm. they loved and also appreciated. But we kind of sat back and said, okay, like, what else do we want to instill in our kids? And this is why gratitude, the gratitude deck is so cute. And it really just, you know, if you choose a card, you focus on that gratitude for the day, whether it's changing seasons or, you know, holidays or my family, it just brings us back into the present moment that we have so much to be grateful for. So that was one. The other one is the mindfulness. So mindfulness, um, we give little prompts and activities for kids to choose the card and then practice that mindful activity. Cause really mindfulness is just about bringing ourselves back into the present moment rather than thinking about the past or the future to do list. It's like, how can we nestle ourselves in the present moment? And so with that deck, it allows us to practice that with our kids. So it gives a mindful activity that we can practice. And then the connection deck. So we and now every time I said we've heard this so much, people kept asking us. Like legit, they kept asking us. But, you know, the conversation with parents of like, how was your day good? Right? Like, how can you go deeper with your kids? So we've been hearing that, and I remember we hired an agency, and he he brought this into our awareness. He's like, you know, I'm having such a hard time connecting with my he said preteens as well, because I asked them how their school day was and they always say good. And it doesn't like, I don't know what to ask them next. So the connection deck, that's the intention behind it is you choose a card and it sparks a conversation. So you can practice it um, as a family around the dinner table or before bed or in the morning, whatever it is, but it gives you prompts, right? Like, what do you talk about? And so it's not just surface level conversations, like let's go deep, let's dream big, let's, you know, have beautiful and meaningful conversations because we're all so busy. Right. Mm -hmm. So parents are busy. We're building businesses and then we have our kids home. And then it's like, how do we really connect? And so, yes, that was mm -hmm. the intention behind it. I love okay. that because at the <laughs> end of the night, usually I, my girls, I will put them to sleep, even though I have an 11 year old, I'll still, you know, kind of lay there with them. And that's when they start to open up. Mm -hmm. And at that point though, all of us have reached decision fatigue. So what we talk about is is at that point, I don't even know, you know, it's like, we have our traditions of, you know, saying, I love you and all that stuff, but it is hard to come up with, okay, how am I going to pry this out of her or, or, you know, every, um, and that's at the point where she is kind of relaxed, where she would open up to me, yes. you know, and how she would before. So I love that so much. Um, so let's go back. Can, to, can um, I just interrupt really fast? Yeah. My kids say, mom, we need to have a meeting with you in our rooms. <laughs> <laughs> how old are your kids? Eight and six. Oh, the six-year-old started it. And that's what I was talking about right before this one because our nanny's here. And she's like, yeah, Willa had a meeting with me yesterday in the room. And I was like, oh, yeah, those meetings, let me tell you, they're like the most stressful part of my <laughs> 
they're learning from you, right? They, they are like boss moms and now raising boss kids. Uh-huh, right. They're like, we need to get into your calendar. But they're, they're yeah. emotional meetings. So at least like, and I'm really proud of my kids that they're able to sit down and talk about their emotions yeah. or connect with me. But I love that it's like, we have to have a meeting. It's you, me and so-and-so and we're in the room and we shut the door and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so anyways, that was a side. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit. You had said it was timing. I do think there is, you know, especially with you being, you know, next to Gabby Bernstein and all those things, but you didn't get to be. So all of our plans for everybody had changed in 2020. And I want to kind of see if you could talk to us more about how you pivoted, because I think that 2020 for everybody, I mean, Jacqueline kind of explains it as like a, you know, a global awakening. Mm -hmm. I I think that everybody kind of went through their own sort of crisis, you know, economic crisis, health, um, mental crisis, identity crisis, financial crisis, whatever it looked like. And then now we're kind of edging towards the end of it, but we need tools like this to help us. Right. Because we saw it come to the forefront even more. So, so talk to us a little bit more about 2020, how you pivoted and what you're seeing now. Yeah. I mean, it was a devastating year for us as well. I mean, our numbers were on track to be like legit mind blowing and um, all of that like brought us back to the reality of what everybody else was, was experiencing. And so what happened with us is in February, so right before the world shut down, we ran out of product. But if we remember, mm. China was the first to shut down. So it was kind of like China went into Chinese New Year and then they completely shut down. And then we ran out of product. And then March, the whole world shut down. And so the unfortunate thing for us was that from February until July, we were completely sold out of product. And so we were sold out of them. We were sold out of littles, which were our top sellers. And so one thing that we sat back and made a decision as a company is like, well, this product is so needed right now. And so what we did is we ran a campaign. So our digital version of our products is available on on our website for $15. And so we said, you know what, we have to contribute, like, no matter what I know, like, we're not going to make any sales right now on these top sellers. So how can we give back? And so we ran a campaign. It was three months long to gift as many people as possible our digital affirmations. So we gave like $30,000 worth of free digital affirmations away, which we had feedback. People were printing them. They were using them. They were, you know, it became a part of a lot of people's households. And, um, and then when we restocked, it was only in July of 2020. So we had ran a whole pre-order campaign in June and all of that good stuff. But at the same time, we also focused on Indigo. So Indigo online was booming because people were not going into stores. Plus we have another large uh, partner in Canada called well.ca. So they're a wellness online store. Um, So their online sales were flowing. So thankfully we had that channel. Um, The other thing is we did a lot of influencer campaigning during that time. So the way that I love to run influencer campaigns is rather than gifting here and there, and I do it strategically. So I'll sit down and say, okay, this month is a gifting month. What is our budget of, of, you know, products to give away? Obviously shipping's a pain point because we pay costs for the product, but you're also paying for shipping. Mm-hmm. So, you know, get clear on what is the budget for this gifting campaign and then go wild. So, you know, thankfully we've had incredible individuals like Jessica Alba, like, um, oh my gosh, so many just people we look up to 
receive our product and then share it. So like Gabrielle Union, Jessica Alba, um, I'm just trying to think like Jamie King. Um, there's been so many individuals who've received the product and loved on the product. And so that was infused into our 2020 um, plans as well. So pivots and uh, thankfully, you know, we've been able to make up for it in 2021 and then like 2022, let's go. I know, <laughs> yeah. right? Me and I keep talking about it. I'm like, don't do this like 2020, 2021. She's like, 2021 is going to be the year. And I was like, oh, 2021 <laughs> was something else. I catch up here, right? So yeah. thankfully, like, the, the, like, I can say I consciously manifested the partnership with Jillian Harris, October 2020. And so that launched September 2021. It's coming to an end actually today. But wow, congrats. it was huge for the year. Thank you, right? Like it was huge for the 2021 year. So if we look back at company wise, like 2021 was the Jillian Harris, you know, journal year which really helped mm. the company, obviously. <laughs> so I met a lot of listeners out there like, well, but how did you get Jessica Alba? You know, did you have a PR company? Did you slide into her DMs? Like how did, I mean, not, you don't have to give us exactly, but let's say in, in, in all, how did you get into these people's hands? Yeah, that one I can't quite reveal, but I will okay. tell you, it was not PR agency. It was my own creativity. So I feel like we just need to step out of the box and get super creative because we know they're not opening their own DMs. Like Jessica Alba, I mean, how the heck do you get her to open the DM, right? Right. But um, yeah, that was very creative. So you look at circle of influence, who are they connected? But the fabulous thing was when Jessica Alba shared on her IG, she's besties with Gabrielle Union. So when Gabrielle Union received the product, she instantly shared right? So it's that beautiful snowball effect. But like, I think us, we, you know, when we are in ownership of our business, and we know, like, we're so passionate behind it, like, how are we going to slide into their inbox, their DM, like, we need to get creative. And I'll tell you this, like, because <laughs> this is my woo land is with um, Jillian Harris. So we had actually um, driven through her town. So she lives in Kelowna, and I literally put my hands up in the air as we were driving to a kangaroo farm. Um, to take the kids to a kangaroo <laughs> <Story>. farm. On our way to a kangaroo farm one day. I put my hands in there. Okay, go on. I was like, universe is legit. If we are meant to work with Jillian Harris, make this happen. And then I got creative, guessed her email address, sent her an email. We had already been flirting with her. Like she received the product, she shared it, but it was like, I sent off the email. She got back to me within eight minutes saying that there is an opportunity. There is an opportunity for you to be in the fall. So a year later in the fall jilly box. So it was just like match made in heaven. It was meant to be serendipity, but like download, right? Intuition. Mm -hmm. And then you got to take the action because it's not like, oh, I hope. Okay. So I got you here. So when I go to New Jersey tomorrow, I'm going to put We're my not hands going in the air. Kangaroo farm though. <laughs> Just side note. I don't know if there's one here. Like, Indigo. If you are listening, we just had this podcast episode with Anna of Love Powered Co. You need to get her into the state, and then she's in, she's done. there though. I was thought you were going to say no, for in the our, U.S. In I the thought US. you were going to say our book would be there or something, oh. but sure. <laughs> Well, thank you for getting the manifest for her. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going full circle here. So we are at that indigo, but listen, Barnes and Noble and Target, like we okay. are. Okay, like, we'll do that on our way to Target in New Jersey. Don't worry. In Iowa, because that would be like the least, you know, if you're there, you've made it. 
you know. Yeah. Well, but you gotta put your hands in the air and say yeah. universe. Yeah. <laughs> this is like from the two women that like sponsored the shop one and five pledges shopping small businesses, and we're like, okay, but on our way to Target, we're gonna do this. <laughs> that's what that's one of the five purchases. I know, I know, yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. And, uh, and, and those big retailers, and I'm all with you, shopping small, supporting mm-hmm. small, but they help small business. Like yeah, they, they do really do, and it is truly a big like a business blessing, a small business blessing to be, they have money, they have deep pockets, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I'm all about supporting the small, but like, this is a massive opportunity yeah. for small business. They're ordering that, like the big orders, they're consistent. If it's done well, they can truly like help a business make it, you know? Yeah. And they, they have eyes that you will never get on your own. You know, it would just be, their reach is just yeah. further than you could ever even imagine, you know? Yeah. Um, and do you have any, um, like warnings or tips or anything that you learned selling to a bigger store like Indigo? Because I'm sure you got a manual of, this is how you (laughs) you have to do if you want to sell here. Oh gosh. That was so interesting. Like maybe this many pages, like thousands. She's doing like eight inches of pages. (laughs) Oh, that was intense. Like that was probably the most intense. Like once that was done, it's been such beautiful, smooth sailing. Like we got a system with our fulfillment house. So they place a, you know, PO we work with our fulfillment house. So now that it's like a well-oiled machine, it's good. But that initial setup, like they are intense, right? Like you gotta be willing to do that. And you know, thankfully, and I don't know if it's a Canadian thing, but there's been times where they've placed a PO and we're out of product and it hasn't happened once it's happened several times, but I feel like they've just given us grace and just been so incredible to because they're lovely Canadians. Let me tell you, (laughs) I I do do love my Canadians. I was going to say, I don't see a lot of grace happening in the U S for shortages. Oh my gosh. And it's so much is out of our control. Right. And so that's been huge and it might be, that's why I preface might be Canadian thing. Um, I remember trying, I remember speaking to fab fit fun and that was like a massive opportunity, but their terms could like literally break a small business. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So just, you got to make these decisions. Like, of course you want to explode and of course you want to grow, but like, can you actually handle it? Can you handle their requests? And so with Indigo, like it's been fantastic, but we could not handle the requests of like fab fit fun. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's the choice you have to make, right? Yeah. As, as businesses, when you get these opportunities, it's you don't say yes to everything. I had a client once that turned down Bloomingdale's because she's like, I'd have to mortgage my house to fill this order. Yes. And then there's all the risk on the back end. So it's not to say not to do it, but I think a key part of this conversation with you in general is partnerships. So mm-hmm. they're, they're, they are true partners with you. They're growing your brand and vice versa. You're helping them with this category that is just so up and coming. Yeah, or exactly. Big. Yeah. So that with retail partners, and then of course, collaborations, like collaborations have just been so huge over the last two years. And you're seeing it everywhere, right? Like you're seeing it at the high level where it's like, you know, uh, Pottery Barn and Airstream, but you're also seeing it at our level, which truly brings so much new eyes and visibility to your brand, but also a huge, you know, revenue opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let us know what is on the forefront for you. We're, we're just on the cusp of, like I said, this brand new year that Jacqueline doesn't want. <laughs> and I'm not sure when this is going to air, but this is when it's being recorded. What do you see in the universe for you um, in this upcoming year? 
Yeah, so much, so much. So, I mean, the United States is a massive opportunity for our brand. Like we've really established a beautiful brand in Canada with a lot of brand awareness, but the States is a whole new market. So that is one. And number two is just continuing to grow our product line. So you know, FEM has such an opportunity for various products. We have been approached about creating an app. So just expanding our, our product offerings, as well as really diving into the US market, however, that's going to look because at the end of the day, it's us two founders and our team, but we're doing those, you know, those sales personally. So growth and like doubling from 2021 because everyone's catching up from 2020. So it's like, okay, this is the year. <laughs> and so, so this excited. is just a um, kind of a question that I'm just, I'm personally curious about. So you are partners with Lindsay. So do you have usual meetings with each other? How does your partnership, I know you said you kind of went to the same roles or the natural roles that you have how has it been working with a partner and 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 navigating that yeah it's interesting because i'm more of like based on my human design like a lone wolf like i get an intuition i act on it you know like i'm a big mm -hmm. like i'm so connected to to that side of me and then i just act which is the blessing of owning a small business without a massive team because you do get to act on your ideas and move them forward now for us together the most incredible thing is we are so complementary in each other's skill sets. I feel like if it was Anna working with Anna, it wouldn't be as flowy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, that's been amazing. It's like, we just complement each other. And of course we have regular team meetings and, you know, we meet with our graphic designer to map out three months in advance and all of that stuff. So it's, um, the flow is there and it's, it's, it's like exactly what I would want in a business that I own. And we've been able to create that. I love that. Amazing. Okay. So let our audience know where they can shop from you, support you, share you all the different things. And thank you so much. Yeah. Lovepoweredco.com, our website. And then we're on Instagram mostly at lovepoweredco. Incredible. Thank you for being on. This was actually such a fun podcast episode. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, and we can't wait to see you because you are also a fellow um, investor into light pink yes. with us. Um, so hopefully we'll see you at one of those events. And it's just been such a honor to get to know so many of the investors. It's all female founded and that we all get to connect and just, you know, help each other grow. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.
This episode is brought to you by the Shop One in Five Pledge and Small Business Shopping Directory. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. So head to shoponeinfive.com to take the pledge. And friend, while you are there, check out and shop from hundreds of small businesses in the Small Business Shopping Directory. It's the go-to directory to discover, support, and shop small businesses all in one place. Head to shop1in5.com. <laughs>